Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Well, good morning. We'll try that again. Good morning. It's great to see you this morning at our All Age Harvest Communion. That's quite a few things to remember to say there, isn't it? All Age Harvest Communion. It's great to have you with us. Today will be slightly uh, different, but we hope that whether you're young or old, there'll be something for you to take away rejoicing in God's goodness at the end. My name is Tamar. I'm a children's worker. Hello. Okay, and Pat, isn't it? Yeah, Pat. And I was just welcoming everyone to the service. Have you? Yeah. Why have you come? A special for me? No, no, not for you. No one gives you posts. Oh. Um. So where is it, and who's it for? My backy. It's my backy. No, you're joking. Hot lips. He's not here, is he? No, really? No, I can't see him. I think we're okay. I'll put this down. See you later, Pat. See you. We'll leave that just there and we'll start the service properly as we stand together and sing. Come, you thankful people, come. Let's stand as the music begins. Morning, Tamar. Good morning. Uh, you're a bit late. I'm what sorry, I'm sorry. Um, what's in your bag? You know what's in the bag. It's your favourite monkey in the whole wide world. He is not my favourite monkey. How many times? I know some people think he's really cute and cuddly, yeah. but he's not. He's really, really cheeky and really, really, really lazy. I'll give you the lazy one. I mean, it is 11 o'clock and he's still fast asleep. Told you. If, if, in fact, we're going to need a hand waking him up this morning. Um, let me let you into a bit of a secret before we do that, though. Monkeys hate being called baboons. It's true. So what we'd love you to do is, after three, shout, wake up, you lazy baboon, and we'll see if we can wake him up. Have you got that? Wake up, you lazy baboon. Give him the countdown. Okay. One, two, three. Wake, wake up, you lazy baboon! It's not working. I told you he was lazy. He's still snoring in I there. I'll tell you what, why don't you give a bag a little shake and okay. we'll shout a bit louder. Okay, do it. Okay. One, two, three. Wake up, you lazy baboon! Well, it looks like you've managed his tail. Uh, yeah, but we want the whole of him, or so you say you do. Uh, well, yeah, we'd be good to see the whole. I know okay. you don't want the whole of him, but let, okay, as loud as you can, I'll give it back. Bigger shake. This time. Bigger voice. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> Wake up, you lazy baboon! Way. Uh, hello, Ooh. hot lips. Who are this ugly lot? You can't say that. This is the church family we've got here. I told you he's cheeky. He says, can he tell a joke? No. 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 Def- definitely not. No. Hot Lisa's jokes are rubbish. You don't want to hear any jokes, do you? Oh, yes, you do. No, oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, we don't. I don't. Oh, yes, oh, yes. we do. <laughs> Well, go on, we'll let him tell one, but don't say we didn't warn you, all right? Okay, sock it to his hot lips. What's made of brass and sounds like Tom Jones? I don't know. What's made of brass and sounds like Tom Jones? Trombones. 
Not smiling. Hollips, it's not funny. You've got a better one. No, you got said one. One more, Gareth, and then he might shut one. up. Just one more. Go, go on, one more. What's the difference between people who live in Dubai and people who live in Abu Dhabi? I don't know. What is the difference with people who live in Dubai and people who live in Abu Dhabi? People who live in Dubai don't like the Flintstones. And people who live in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> Gareth, will you just... Gareth, can you control him? I can't. It's no. not funny. Hollips, stop laughing. He's really hard to control when he gets... Oh, he's Gareth. getting hysterical. Hollips, if you don't stop laughing, I'll stop your banana ration. <laughs> Thought that might shut you up. Now, Hollips, you need to listen because we've got a very important letter for you. He looks really special. He says, can you open it and read it? Well, yeah. I love reading other people's posts. <laughs> What is it? Oh my goodness. <coughs> Hollis, listen to this. The Monkey King invites you to the banana banquet. Hollis, this is amazing. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. He says, Are you sure? Well, yeah, it's, it's got the king's crown on it and his seal, and it says from the offices of the monkey king. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe, but it looks genuine to me. He wants to go and get ready. Yeah, OK, come on then. Well, I don't know, the gorilla waistcoat, maybe? <sighs> Invites to special parties like that are brilliant, aren't they? Today we're going to be thinking about God's invite to his special party his brilliant banquet where the food is the best ever. It's like the, the perfect combination of food of, of sweetness and fat, of milk and honey. Just like Krispy Kreme donuts. Whoa, <laughs> that's so nice. Oh, that's brilliant. Do you want one? Yes, no, you, I'll give it to her instead. <laughs> no, have a, have a Do you want a donut? Oh, yeah, there you go. You can have that one. Fantastic. I'll keep this one. Oh, and you know what? Food is just so Gareth, amazing. It's isn't rude it? to speak with Fiddy Mouth. Quickly know. swallow. <coughs> food is just so amazing, isn't it? That is no wonder that it's going to be part of God's heaven because it's God's gift to all of us. Yeah, and harvest is a brilliant time to say thank you to God for his good gifts to us and to share some of the gifts he's given us with others. Now today, all our offerings are going towards the work of Open Doors, who are working in Syria with the seven and a half million refugees who are still there. There's an opportunity in a moment, if you'd like to give to that work, to fill in um, the envelope that was found in your service sheet. There's uh, details on how to fill in the gift aid uh, bit on your um, service sheet. So you might want to share what God has given you by giving some money to that work. Have you finished eating now? I've I've finished now. Great. I notice a number of you have also brought food along to share with people through the Burn Grief Food Bank. And so in a moment, we'd ask you if you've brought food to bring it forward to us at the front. And whilst you're filling in your gift aid envelopes, and whilst you're bringing the food forward, we're going to watch a video. Uh, Earlier on, we had the uniformed organisations with us. Well, this week, we went around them, and then some other familiar faces you'll spot, asking them, what food do they look forward to? Have a listen to that as you're filling in your forms and you're bringing food forward. Great. Now, 
all this food that seems to have appeared behind me here must be something uh, that people are looking forward to getting. Um, when I think of food that's on the way, I get quite excited. Me too. I am such a foodie. I really look forward to my meals not long now to lunch. But the banquet, the banquet that we're looking at today, God's banquet and his invitation is so much better. It's the best ever. It, it makes my mouth water just to think about the food that's going to be at God's banquet. Well, it makes my heart jump when I think about spending all that time with good friends. My heart doesn't just jump, it leaps, but not as expressively. Oh, let's see a leap. About, uh, <laughs> about the person who's going to be sat at the head of that table. We're going to be having a meal with God. That's going to be brilliant. Yeah, and what's also fantastic is this banquet, God's banquet, goes on and on forever. Um, it's a banquet that God has been issuing invites to for a long, 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 long time. It is. And he keeps issuing the invite, keeps reminding us, because he knows what, well, we're like. We forget things a lot, don't we? So throughout the Bible, we see God reminding his people of his invite, of his promise again and again. And we're going to look at one of those reminders to his people now in Exodus 3. So why don't you pick up your Bibles as Tom comes to read to us now. Now, as Tom reads, it's always good to have a sort of question in your mind as you're having a look through the Bible. But um, today, have a think about what, what did the people who are listening to this invite feel? What were they feeling at the time they listened to this invite? See if you can spot that in the passage. So we're reading from Exodus chapter 3, verses 16 to 22, and you can find this on page 60 of the Church Bibles. So Exodus chapter 3, beginning to read at verse 16. Go, assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you up out of your misery in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivitites and Jezebites a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you and the elders are to go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptian with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. And I will make the Egyptians favourably disposed towards this people, so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbour and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing, which you will put on your sons and daughters, and so you will plunder the Egyptians." This is the word of the Lord. Did you spot how the people were feeling? Check back at verse 17 if you didn't. And let's see who can tell me how the people were feeling in the time of Exodus. Anyone? Go on, Brooke. Yeah, full of misery. They were miserable. And it's no wonder... 
They'd been slaves for hundreds of years. It was like God didn't seem to be with them to listen to them. Um, Talking of miserable, look at this. Oh. Holly's a bit upset. I actually feel a bit sorry for him. <laughs> oh, not on the shirt, Holly's. I know, Gareth's not often smart. You've got to keep it tidy. Um, Hot Lips, what, what's wrong? He says he's a bit worried about this invite now. What? This invite? Why's that? He, he says he's, he's not really sure. There's three reasons he's got. Oh, three reasons he's worried about. You wrote them down. You made notes. Oh, yeah, very where, well done. Where are they? Hot Lips. They're quite big ones. They're out here, he says. Uh, okay. Oh, this is good, we'll Hot Lips. just deal with this. It's as though you made these as a visual aid for a parade service. <laughs> How fortuitous. Let's oh, have a look at the first one. Oh, he's getting very good on the computer, even if I say so. Here we go. His first worry about this invite is, is the king for real? Is, oh, so Hot Lips, are you, are you worried that this is just made up, that it's not really from the monkey king? It, are you thinking maybe it, it's too good to be true? That's a good question, Hotlips. It is. Let's have a look at the next one. Um, you're worried about whether the king will remember. I see what you mean, Hotlips. I mean, it's been a long time since he posted that invite. I wonder if he's forgotten. Good question. Have you got another? One last one. Okay. How on earth will the king get me there? Oh, I see your point, Hotlips. I mean, the palace is a long, long, long way away. How do you know you're going to get there? What if it's, what if it's a tough journey? Um, will the king keep you safe? Hot lips, these are all really good questions. I, I think they're going to be really helpful for us as we consider the invite that God has given to everybody to his amazing banquet. Let's go and have a chat. Come on, I think it'll be interesting. I think these questions aren't just hot, hot lips questions, but I reckon they're pretty close to the questions the people back in Exodus would have been asking themselves. If we're honest... They're probably questions we've asked too at some point in life. So what we're going to do is look back in Exodus 3 and look for answers to these questions, to see what God says when we're not sure. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the popular game show, Real or Fake, and here's your host, Dwayne Twinklesmart. My name's Dwayne Twinkle Smile and my teeth gleam because I keep them clean. It's lovely to see you here today. I need two volunteers for the game show, Real or Fake. Somebody from this side. Thank you, Ben. How'd you come here? Stand at this side of the table. Somebody from this side. I think you might need something to wash your Krispy Kreme donut out. So come and stand at this side. Come on. Come on, you can do it. Do you want to come, Do you want to come? No? Somebody else? Yeah, great. Come on in, Dan. Have a seat here. Now then, the uh, game is very simple. What we're going to do is ask you to taste two drinks. Drink number... Excuse my glasses. Drink number one and drink number two. Underneath number one and number two is either Diet Coke, the real thing, or Aldi Cola. (laughs) All we need you to do is taste the drinks and decide which one is which. So, this is drink number two. This is drink number two. Number one, number two. Number one, number two. You have ten seconds to taste the drinks. Taste this one and taste this one. And see if you can work out which one is which. Which is real and which is fake. Okay. Dan is an expert on all fizzy drinks. I know this. So, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Do you think it, the real one is number one or number two? Decide. This is number two. Number two. Is the fake 
is the fake one. Number one is the real one. Okay, number one or number two? two. Number two is the real one. Only okay. one of them Let's can be look. right, Dwayne. Reveal, the answer it is... It's a big reveal. Number, it's number two. two. Well right. done, Dan. Very good. There you go, Daniel. There you go. You can have the Aldi one. You obviously like that one best. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been great to see you, but it's been even better for you to see me. Bye. It doesn't really matter if the Coke is real or fake, does it? But it does matter if the King is real. Which is why many of us ask that first question. Is the King for real? I wonder, have you ever just thought to yourself, there are just so many different gods, so many different religions, so many different ways of living. Which one's right? How do I know? Or maybe you thought, is the king real? Because you've picked up off the telly or some of your friends have said, God, he's so old-fashioned. He's so out of date. Don't bother with him. Or maybe you've asked, is the king for real? Because it just seems too good an offer, a forever banquet with him. So what do we do? Is the king for real? Can we just pick and choose from different gods, different ways? Verse 16 in Exodus 3 says, no way. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob appeared. Did you get that? When Moses was given the reminder of God's invitation, God said to him, listen, Moses, I am the same God that has always been. I am the same unchanging God that has always ruled. I am the real king. There are lots of fake gods out there, but I am the real God. And so then when he offers us his invitation to his special forever banquet, we know that it too is for real. Sport Kirtley. Oh, Rich, it's so good to see you. Now, as you can see here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Rich. He loves his sports. We're going to give you 10 seconds to see how many different sports you can spot that Rich loves. 10, 9, 8, see if you can remember them all. 6, 5, 4, 3, give us one final twirl. Lovely. 1, 0. Okay, off you go, Rich. Okay. Now then. 20 seconds you have to name as many of those sports that Rich loves. See if you can remember them. Ben, start us off. Handball, we'll write handball down. Any, any others? Yes. Hockey was there, yes. Any others? Yes, right up at the top there. Cricket, the, uh, cricket maybe. Have we got somebody over here? Yes. Snooker, well spotted. Dan? Baseball, basketball. Basketball, yes. Okay, Ted? Football was there maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Yes, up here. Tennis, tennis, very good. Have we got any others? You got 10 seconds left, yes? Rugby, yes, one more. That was what you were going to say, rugby, yeah? Rugby, yeah, great stuff, excellent. Last one, table tennis, right. Let's see, how many have you got? We've got two, four, six, eight. Nine. Nine, okay, Ricky, come on, let's have a look. We've got hockey, we've got football, we've got cricket, we've got snooker, we've got table tennis, we've got netball, we miss netball, basketball, rugby, handball and tennis. Uh, one miss, what great memories you've got. Give yourselves a round of applause. 
So our second question as we consider God's invite to his special banquet has got to do with God's memory. Will the king remember? Uh, I guess all of us at some point will say, you know what, it just feels as though sort of God's forgotten. Has he remembered his promises? He doesn't seem to be caring about me at all. The people in Moses' day, well, they've been waiting for 400 years. A lot of that in slavery and misery, waiting for this promise to happen. Will the king remember? Well, verse 16 continues. I have watched over you and have seen what's been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you out of your misery in Egypt. God has been looking after this lot all the time. Do you see that? I have watched, I have seen, I have promised. And he still does that today. Uh, God would have remembered every single one of Ricky's sports within a second. But more importantly, God remembers his special invite to his land filled with milk and honey, to his banquet. He never, ever, ever forgets. show that is Double Act. My name is Joan Humphreys. Today your chosen specialist subject is matching the Double Act. What you need to do, in a moment we have three celebrities and we are going to reveal one celebrity or comic character at a time. Your job is to work out who they should be partnered with. Who is their Double Act? Let's start the clock. Gareth. Who can tell me who this person's partner is for double act? Yes, sir. It is Shaggy. You're right. One point. Too much hair there, I think. Second, who can tell me who their double act is? Jack. A car. Now he does have a very cool car, but I'm not thinking of a car. Ted. Big ears. Big ears. It's not nice to call Gareth that, but yes, you are. <laughs> Correct. Two points. The final one. Yes, Levi. It's Batman. So who's his partner? Robin. Well done. Let's see. You are correct. You have managed to score today three with no passes. Thank you for watching. Until next time. You started, I started, you finished. Good night. Let's give Joan a big round of applause. Thank you very much. And... Yeah, thinking double act will really help us with this last question. How on earth will the king get me there? I'm sure God's people must have been wondering about this before they packed their bags and left left Egypt. If, If you decide to trust God, if you decide to go for his invite to his special banquet, then 
things are going to change. Things are going to happen. If you ever worried about what's going to change, maybe your relationships would change. Maybe what you would do with your money would change. Maybe what you would do with your time would change. Maybe what you do with your Sundays would change. Changing will be tough. It always is. So how do we know that God's going to help us as change comes? And what about what we know of Christians down through the centuries? Christians have often been treated badly, thought of badly. Uh, They've been teased. They've been beaten. They've even been killed. God never promises that everything is going to be easy in life if we trust in his invite. Who knows what's going to happen along the way? So how on earth will the king get me there? Have a look at verse 19. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. God's not daft. He knows it's going to be tough. But he does promise he will be with us too. Look at verse 20. So I'll stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. God and his people will always be a double act. God will never leave his people on their own. And did you notice what happens in verses 21 and 22? You will not go empty handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbour and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing which you'll put on your sons and daughters and so you will plunder the Egyptians. Those on the journey to the land of milk and honey, those who are on the way to God's banquet will have more than enough, more than enough. How on earth will God get us there? Well, by being with us and by providing for us. So we've seen this morning that the king is for real. He will remember us and he is always with us. And because of those things, we're able to trust him when he invites us to his banquet and follow him for the rest of our days. Oh, yeah, really? No way. What? Holip says he's decided he's not too bothered about the banana banquet of the monkey king anymore. Why? Oh, I see. Well, he says he because God's banquet sounds so much better. Fair point. Well, not only that, Hot Lips, but God has made clearer, even clearer than the people in Moses' day, he's made it even clearer to us that we can trust in his invite. Have you ever thought about it? Is the king for real? Well, today we know that he is because he appeared on earth as the person Jesus. Uh, who kept on reminding us of God's invite. And will the king remember? Well, he's always remember. He never forgot. He was just waiting for the right time. 2,000 years ago when Jesus came, he came to die in our place and rescue us for the wrong we've done. He came and he showed his commitment to us and the fact fact he'll never forget his promises how on earth will he get us there how on earth do we know he's going to get us there well he didn't stay dead he he came back to life to prove that all those who trust in him can go to his forever and very special banquet well in a moment we're going to sing about that forever banquet and just how brilliant it is when we see king jesus face to face There'll be a chance as, uh, as we sing for you to pop any envelopes you filled in before into the offering that, as I say, is going to the work of Open Doors today. But before we sing, why don't I pray? Hollips is going to join us, mainly because I've stuck two bits of Velcro to his hands. <laughs> Let's pray. 
Father God, thank you so much for your invitation to your forever banquet. Thank you that we can accept that invitation because Jesus came and he lived and he died in our place and rose again so that we can be your forever friends. Thank you that you promise that you are with us in good times and in bad. So we pray that you'd help us to understand more about what it means to follow you and trust in your promises. In Jesus' name, amen.